Hey guys, so the story you guys will hear today is about my friend Ali Koliak. This is a part two on this is a part two of the last podcast we did, which I dropped two Fridays ago. On this podcast, me and Ali dive into how he comes up with his songs, like how he comes up with ideas for his songs, and then we also dive into um, if if he could hang out with any musician. Um, who would that be? Further, we also go into the, the debacle on whether or not um, defunding the police is a good idea or a bad idea. We also discuss what he has been doing in terms of recent events to make himself a better person and to make himself, um, and for himself to be educated on the current events going on. Before we get started, I wanted to tell you guys to please uh, leave my podcast a rating and please share the podcast with three friends as this helps the podcast grows. So without further ado, I hope you guys will enjoy the podcast. How do you find the inspiration for your songs? Like you've been thinking about most songs out there is like about like a guy reminiscing over like a breakup over like a girl, right? So when you write your song, like what goes into your head? Like do you kind of write it from personal experience? Like something like, like how do you kind of go about writing your songs? I've tried writing a song from a different person's perspective. Like just, you know, watching a movie, I see the guy. But like I, I haven't lived through it. So I don't like writing songs like that. I mean, it has to be through personal experience. And I'm telling you right now, love is the best inspiration. Yeah. How kind of, how have you used kind of love to kind of write your, like your song? Like you don't have to say like a breakup, but like you, how have you kind of like incorporated some, you know, some of your personal experience into writing a song? It's, it's the little details, like just, you know, uh, analyzing, just uh, looking at your situations and going, oh, is there like what do, what does she look like when she laughs what does this person do uh when they talk what's their tone of voice what's how, uh what's their energy level and then taking that and basically finding the descriptor words for it like instead of saying i love you you paint it into something bigger and like but still like tied to the concept not basically telling a story is that bigger thing from uh the biggest thing just being able to show and not tell what you're doing like instead of i guess uh, instead of saying like green eyes right you'd say you could be like emerald eyes you could describe it as like the great gatsby light the light gatsby waited for for uh the girl i don't remember her name but he was looking out to the green light you just take in those elements of like different stories, different life experiences, and then you just throw them into the song and boom. Yeah, it's funny. Like I, I, I saw that some musicians have already made like, we're going to get into this a little bit later, but I have seen like how some musicians have used the current turmoil of what is going on in America currently, because yeah, we are living in history currently in America and it's funny how like many of them have incorporated, you know, some of the events that went on into their songs that they're releasing like right now. It's crazy like how fast they are doing it and how fast like I I mean I'm sure many of these singers that have editors so all they have to do is just sing it. But like it's crazy like how fast and how relevant songs are and how 
how songs tell like a mini story like in four minutes you're listening to a story of a guy or of a girl speaking something of their personal experience like we just think oh it's just a song but it's act it's not just a song it's a story so like um with quarantine happening right um i know 21 pilots released, released a song level of concern which was basically about quarantine such a good song i I vibe with it a lot. I've been listening to it. And then Glass Animals, this new band, they, with Wolf Quarantine, they released uh, Heat Waves, which is basically about being lonely. The way the Heat Wave, uh, Glass Animals wrote it, it was in the perspective of an artist losing connection to fans. And uh, the lyrics are actually really good. I, I like the song a lot. Um, but yeah. In light of like recent recent events like Black Lives Matter, I know Meek Mill released a really good track. Uh, G Easy put out some songs. Lots of lots of artists have free time to actually like they're not on tour. It's not album tour, album tour. They have time to actually think about events, reflect, and stuff like that. So it's it's additional reflecting time on top of what they had before, and it's also a ton of free time where I know G Easy produced. Uh, his new album and just experimented around I know a, a couple art, other artists that I don't remember right off the tip of my tongue right now they took time in the studio to just learn how to produce and came out with a couple songs and it's been really fun to watch yeah so I want to ask you like I know we're, we're all in quarantine or we're supposed to be quarantined like it's not it's not the summer like like when you and I did our first podcast, we never would have anticipated COVID or what the events kind of going on. So how have you been making the most of your time? Like I know you're in Turkey. I know you're like hanging out with your family, but how have you been making, how do you feel like this summer has impacted you differently than other summers? I'm, um, other summers I worked, I started, I just, you know, to not, necessarily for the money more for the experience it's like um being sheltered is fun and all but like it's gonna end so might as well get into the workforce learn how people are like just get to know what's going on outside of your own bubble so that's what i did but with that i also had less motivate like i'd come home tired you know didn't want to produce and stuff so with covid happening i've actually had lots of free time to learn and like put actually produce my own tracks just uh you know experiment around oh i don't like this like this i like uh practice with like pitch tuning and stuff like that uh editing guitar recording crisp guitar that i got good at and i also had a lot of free time to learn how to use a couple synths that i just kind of use presets for all the time just like learning how to use LFOs to modify the the sound wave into like effects to make it sound more refined and less tangy to the ear. That's basically what I've been doing. Yeah, interesting. For me, like I've been kind of networking with a lot of people like as of lately, like I've kind of, I mean, I'm still in a rut, but I'm kind of working working on kind of getting out of that rut like right now. I think if COVID did not exist, I would probably take like summer classes and summer courses. And right right now I'm working on kind of editing a YouTube video that I'm planning to make. Like, I mean, 
I guess the one good thing about COVID is like, you know, before COVID, like I was doing my podcast out of like a studio and now I've been doing all my podcasts at home. So I've been doing like more podcasts and I've been networking with more individuals. And like before COVID, like my time was very, uh, like it was very like kind of like, um, like I couldn't interview like many guests at all because I had like a certain time frame when when the studio was open but like now like whenever a guest wants to come on whenever i dm someone i'm like hey i'm available like literally all day so like biggest thing about covid is like i've been really focusing on 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 first growing my on doing more podcasts and also getting started on my dream to kind of become a youtuber and also one other thing that i plan to do is probably learn some facebook ads and some instagram ads probably hopefully by the end of summer so that I'm kind of ahead in my kind of marketing field and I can probably run some of it on, probably run some some ads for my podcast and stuff. But yeah, I think it's definitely the, the biggest thing like I've done to COVID is I've been doing podcasts at home and I've also been working on my YouTube channel. So that's good. And I've also been like diving into and learning Photoshop and also other stuff like Adobe Audition and Adobe Photo, like Adobe uh, Premiere. So that's another good thing about, you know, COVID and all. So I want to ask you, like, I, I, on this podcast, we focus on failure and setbacks. How have you kind of overcame some of the failure and setbacks in your life? Um, related to the music scene or in general? Um. I would like it to be about music, but it doesn't necessarily have to be about music. It can be about school. It can be like literally one of your biggest failures and what did you learn from it? Bro, when I first started singing, I had this one, I, someone I met, right? And I'm like, I, we vibed and he was, yo, you, you should come out and perform just for fun. And I went to this open mic. <laughs> oh my God. I was... I was bad. I performing Ed Sheeran Don't mm-hmm. in front of an open mic five people. My heart was racing. First time I've ever performed live and I'm bad at it because I literally, I went to an American Idol audition like three months prior and I didn't get selected and I was bad. They asked me to sing on live TV and I was, hell no, I knew I was bad. Like I wasn't about to do that. So I went there uh, after the o- open mic, I asked them for feedback and stuff like that. And when they actually gave me the honest feedback of it's off pitch, it's off tune, I, I turned red. I was a tomato, as white as I already am. I turned completely red and I was, it was kind of a failure for me. This was like, I didn't know what I was doing, but I sought out help and stuff. The biggest thing for me was just not overthinking stuff because I like watched a ton of videos on singing but it's less thinking and less watching stuff about it and more just doing, figuring out what you're figuring out your body, the way your body works. Cause it's such a body related skill. Like if you're tired, if you're feeling sad, your voice doesn't sound as good as good as it is when you're feeling energized and like in the moment. So it's your mindset does affect your voice and that's, basically how i overcame my troubles <laughs> yeah dude that's great yeah i couldn't agree with you more like part of the reason why why i'm in this predicament like where i'm so not distracted but so so in a place where i can't get the stuff i want done is because i've been watching all these youtubers and like how to grow to a thousand subscribers or how to 
how to SEO market, like how to do all this, but I'm not actually working in the video, not editing it. Like that comes later. And like, I just need to put this video out. Like if I can get this video out by next week or the week after, like next week is my goal. I want to put this video out the next week and I want to have this edited, this audio segment edited by either today or tomorrow, by this week, that's my goal. But I've just been watching too many people and I just been kind of comparing myself with like other YouTubers, like this guy named Jake Tran. And the reason I actually about the Blue Yeti is uh, the Blue Yeti and why I actually like about how, how do you make your voice sound good in mics is cause like his, his, his audio sounds so amazing. I've just been comparing myself and I don't realize the audio is not going to be as good as him because I'm just starting off. But as I put more and more in videos out, then I'll get to that place where my quality of my videos will be the same as this. It's just, it's just starting. That's the hardest thing for me right now. And I know I talk about starting, but we all, we all struggle with starting. So that's kind of the first problem and also comparing myself with other people. How about you? What do you think about those two things starting like comparing yourself with other people? That's, that's, that was big for me. I mean, it still is. I like listen to Ed Sheeran. I listen to Brendan Urie, Shawn Mendes. I'm like, yo, why am I not this good? But I also mimic their tone. I just, you know, I listen to them. I see like the nuances they have in it. So I try to like understand what they're doing technically to get the style of voice they have, which helps. Like I learned, I literally went ahead and learned vocal anatomy just so I could understand how the voice works, which mm-hmm. has helped me. Uh, but yeah. in like production and stuff, oh, when I don't like, you have to use reference tracks. You have to use comparison tracks to make sure, uh, you know, you're you're at the level you want it to be. And it's so frustrating when your track does not sound like the one you wanted it to be. It's like mm-hmm. I just want to throw the laptop and like break it but i could channel all into trying to learn how to actually get better yeah i feel you and part of it is is learning too and probably maybe getting like a course but right now i'm not on that point yet but yeah so i want to ask you like i know you're an avid gary v fan but if you could hang out with one singer like let's say next summer if you could spend one summer working with one particular singer who would that be i would say ryan tedder of one republic he's he's obviously one republic's a big band but one republic also does songwriting for like everyone like jonas brothers he's written songs for with sean mendez he's written songs for other big artists that we know and he's produced a ton of songs too i just i'd love to just see his process like when he gets into the studio how does like what's his workflow like how does how does he tie in all that knowledge and like you know cut it like he released a song called uh what is it he released the song right before quarantine about quarantine i don't remember what it was but it's really good but um yeah he really he literally came up with it and recorded produced it all in a week if he can do it in a week like i i want to know how like some people take months but um ryan tedder's the one I would probably do and then a good second one I would with is Phineas he's Billie Eilish's sister he produces all his her tracks then he also sings himself so just and Phineas works in logic so Phineas catches my attention more honestly yeah 
I think you probably said that deadlines. Deadline is really important. Like having it in like a week, that's like a really hard deadline, but it also focuses you like, okay, for this week, I have to get this song done. Like that's a really good idea. Like that's something like about doing some side hustles. That's a, that's the hardest thing about side hustles versus homework. Like homework you have, okay, the homework is due at this point. If it's not turned in, I lose points. So that's some of the things that I like about you know, homework and what we should apply from homework to kind of side projects, like having deadlines. Like my last few questions is um not related to music, but what have you been doing right now in how you've been educating yourself on certain issues that we have currently and how you made yourself a better person in terms of the recent events we have had? So with the Black Lives Matter movement, I've I've read up a ton of articles on how they were actually mistreated and stuff like that. Like Breonna Taylor's murders still haven't been uh, arrested, which is complete BS. And then I've been reading the law system, you know, see how everything works. And it's, we're, it's a 400 year old system that we're literally trying to apply to right now, which is kind of, it's kind of like literally taking the first iOS and trying to make it trying to make use of it right now like it's and uh i've just been you know informing myself on those issues and trying to spread awareness through any way i can yeah interesting i like what you said so i listen to this podcast with joe rogan and jacko wimley jacko wimley is basically he was on the seal team and he was like um, one of the greatest people to serve in the army. And he basically discussed the George Floyd situation and how everything went wrong. Because I'm, if you're a conservative or you're a liberal, you understand like that whole situation was not right. And it, 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 it shouldn't have happened. So what Jack Lunick said like was, instead of defunding police, we need more funding so that we can train police officers. Because police officers compared to SEAL teamers get less training. And that is kind of why we are seeing more of these cases. So if we have more training, we can train these officers better to be better equipped and better to help them handle the situation a little bit more better. Because SEAL teamers train like a week, I think like three or four hours a week just on just on different scenarios so they are ready and they don't just freak out and they don't like something doesn't go wrong. So they are when they go in when they carry out that mission, they are ready for anything that might come. And that's what I think we need for police. For police men and police women are ready for any situation that might come. So my biggest thing is training. And also there was a study in Freakonomics where they had these pilots and the pilots who are more experienced kind of made certain mistakes and and like the certain the certain pilots who didn't have a lot of experience were too afraid to speak up and call um, the other pilots out, the more experienced and more established pilots on their mistakes. And that's kind of the realm of that study, but that's what I think we need to have now. Like people shouldn't be afraid to speak up. Like if you see something go wrong in the police, you should be able to speak up and not face any repercussions. Because like I heard there was like a guy who got suspended for speaking up um, against some bad cops and that's wrong in my opinion. How about you? What do you think about what I just said? I think we, we need to go through a process of just uh, actually psych psychologically analyzing each officer. Yeah. Because like there's no way a healthy person can actually do that. Just like yeah. give the officers tests. Uh, they, 
they definitely can develop a test that basically tests what they do in certain situations or like have like a uh some some type of training room like the hunger games mm-hmm. <laughs> in yeah. the before yeah. and if they do something wrong just bye bye like out oh, you can't be a police because it's not police get paid a lot too they're not getting pocket change they're getting like 80 to 100 grand minimum um on top of that they they basically need to weed out the bad ones and then they need repercussions i think i think if someone's not shooting at you or like attacking you and you shoot them down out of assumption you should you should be thrown in jail like you should yeah not you should be treated like a murder unless it's self-defense like if a normal human used self-defense to a killer they they wouldn't go to jail same thing mm-hmm. with police yeah i agree especially if the person is like if the if the person is armed and they're shooting first then yeah maybe the police have some merit but if they're unarmed and the police just shoot them out of they out of out of context and not addressing the situation properly they should definitely face some repercussions but Yeah, Ali, I know you have to go. So I would like to thank you for coming on to my podcast. And there are three qualities that I like about you. One is your willingness to learn. Like you said, like how you like how you got coaching and how you kind of nailed like your vocals and how you kind of improved on like certain hurdles that you didn't necessarily understand or certain hurdles that you um, didn't know how to do well. Like, for example, like how you did your live singing, like how you kind of turn that experience and learn from that and kind of improve. So that's one thing I like about you, like your willingness to learn. And then another thing I like about you is like your your helpfulness and your wisdom. Like you're so wise in, in like your musical game. Like you know so much about music and that's again like constantly, like I like how you love to constantly learn and how you're kind of learning how the ins and outs of music. And lastly, like I just want to, I love like you're willing you're you're so compassionate. You're you're a down to earth guy. How you also have a mentality of never giving up. So Ali, I would like to thank you for coming on to my podcast. And last question thank for you, you is is how how can people find you on on social media? Um I'm not Ali Kolak across all social media even LinkedIn. N O T A L I C O L A K. Okay. Throw your day, man. I'm sorry for for bothering you. And so, I know we had some a few setbacks, but thank you so much for coming on to my podcast, man. And I hope you have a good night for the spa because it's night there. And uh, have a nice, good rest of the night. And thank you guys for listening to my podcast. This is another great episode of the King Kumar podcast. Hey guys, so I hope you enjoyed the podcast that I just did with my friend Ali. Don't forget to go find him, to go follow him on Instagram on not Ali Koliak. And before we end the podcast, I wanted to make a slight correction. So I said that the study about the planes was in a Freakonomics book. But in actuality, it was from Malcolm Gladwell's book, and where he discusses about plane crashes. I will be linking the study so you guys can watch it. Anyway, thank you guys for listening, and don't forget to share it with three friends and leave a podcast review. Peace out, guys.